back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Hit us up, 402-464-5685. Start name and text line. Also, the uh, Lincoln Hotline. We want to hear from you, as always. And we're going to hear from one of our favorites here on the block, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. How are you doing today, my man? going on guys happy bye week yeah happy bye week hopefully we'll have uh similar success that we had last time coming out of the bye week that would be nice uh because nebraska could use it so evan we'll get right into it and and we'll kind of break down purdue a little bit before we move on to the bye week and maybe some illinois talk um first things first the the defense didn't look great against the run despite Purdue, like we talked about, not being great on the ground. Um, do you think this was more an indication of, of having some guys out, especially the linebacking unit, uh, was not at 100%? Or do you think this is maybe something Nebraska is going to struggle with as we get more into the, the meat of the Big Ten? Well, I think it's a combination of the two. I mean, certainly it didn't help with being as shorthanded as they were. You want – Luke Reimer out there on the field. You don't want him in, you know, a hoodie on the sidelines watching things. Right. That's certainly not uh, part of the recipe for success there. Um, you know, what Purdue does in the running game, I think, can be a little deceiving. Like, if they wanted to be a good running team, they, I think they could be just because of the way that they line up their schemes and, and, and sort of, you know, set up uh, opponents to be deceived by their personnel packages. But, um, you know, it's it's not what you want to have a redshirt freshman walk on, roll up the yardage the way that they did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it felt like a step back, I suppose, in that regard. And it's probably not a good thing when you look ahead at Nebraska's next four opponents and see all these guys are in the top fifteen uh, in terms of yards right. per game. Each each has a star running back there, so definitely a point of concern. You'd love to have Reimer back for that. You you would think two weeks would help in that regard but it sounds pretty likely that nick henrich uh is is if if he's not out for the season he'll be out for an extended period of time after that injury at purdue too so you're going to need guys like ernest hausman and and chris kalarvik and uh malga clemens to step up and fill a larger role and that's just kind of the kind of the reality of the situation for nebraska right now so you know hopefully from their perspective that bye week much like last time like you said kind of uh, gets them healed up, gets right. them uh, with more of a focus on fundamentals, and you can maybe sort of quell some of that momentum. But there's no doubt, like, that's that's one of the things you look at down the stretch is if Nebraska is going to make any kind of a push, uh, how they shore up the run defense is going to be one of the top priorities. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, i, I got to ask you about the offensive line. That's been a big topic of discussion do you have any solutions? And you might not, but I guess just talk me through this unit. What can be done? Um, because, like I said, as you get into the meat of the Big Ten, you face some really good defenses, some really good defensive lines, especially in Illinois. What can the Huskers do here to maybe sure up that offensive line and get some momentum moving forward? Well, I think they're trying what they can try. I mean, they shuffled the right side of the line again right. last week. Right. You had more looks from – 
Hunter Anthony and Henry Litovsky, uh, you know, getting those looks and rotating Bryce Benhart in there a little bit. He didn't start. So, you know, I, I think that was one thing. I don't know that you would say that was a, a rousing success, but, like, it, it kind of is what it is at this point. You're not right. going to add anybody out of the portal for the five-game stretch run. You right. can't sign a free agent off the street or anything like that. So, you know, to me, it's it's sort of what do you do from a play-calling perspective, and it's tough, right, because, like, if you're just saying in a vacuum, let's find a way to protect our quarterbacks, some of the things that you would do would be, you know, draws or screen plays right, or right, right. three-step three step drops or something like that. But how do you sort of reconcile that with the fact that you have a guy like Trey Palmer who's going to take the top off any defense who can get behind secondaries and really provides that big playability? It puts you in a really kind of an awkward spot because – I don't know that Nebraska's offense has shown an ability to grind out a five-minute drive where it can lean on the run or uh, you know short passes or things like that. So it's, to me, it's a really fascinating um, five games where, again, you can't abandon the run entirely, uh, and you're probably going to need to throw to somebody other than Trey Palmer. But when you have the guy who's leading the nation uh, in receiving yards at this point, and he did what he just did against Purdue – you also want to lean on him. So I think you're, if you're Nebraska, you're really rock, walking a tightrope between right. what's the best path to points and how do we protect uh, both our offensive line and the defense from having to see 100-plus plays again. Yeah, one of the things I, I did talk about that, I, I mean, in, in, in the only way to really allevi- alleviate that, Evan, is I think you've got to go to some max protect situations. We've talked, to, I, I've talked extensively about draws and creativity in the run games that way with screens, multiple types of screens, not right. just the traditional running back type screens, uh, mm-hmm. wide receiver, tight end, different, just a whole different array of those types of things. But I think if you figure out a way to get into max protect, and then you have and use someone who's scatty, who who has the ability to uh, create separation from linebackers or or other people in max protect type situations, which which would be like a Ramir Johnson. Like if you're gonna go two two three at most uh, receivers into the patterns, I mean I think that's that would be the only way you would have to do it. What's your thought on that? Maybe a Vokalek with a with a Ramir Johnson or you know somebody like that just to be able to create space and allow Trey. Trey to do what he does is still get over the top, but you have to be able to max protect because right now these guys are just not very good. What's your thought? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, totally. You know, beyond the five guys uh, who will start on the O line, yeah, I mean, Vokalek was somebody who, again, two years ago, coaches were tinkering with the idea of making him a lineman because of how well he blocked. Right. So you put him out there, he's somebody who can block or slip past a blocker and or past a defender and, and be a receiving threat. But yeah, you've got. Uh, a guy like Palmer is helpful in a max protect sort of situation because of that speed. Um, Ramir Johnson, who finally got a touch last week, I thought looked pretty good. He had, I think it was a 17-yard gain as he's moving down the field. Um, you know, coming out of the bye, I think Tommy Hill is sort of an intriguing option too. We've seen what he can do now for a couple weeks on kickoffs, but now with a couple extra weeks to sort of uh, soak up the offense and his transition from corner. You know, maybe that's somebody else who uh, can show that speed in, in some, at least a few different sort of basic routes. So, like, again, it just it comes down to what your priority is. If, if your number one goal is protecting Casey Thompson, then, yeah, I think a max protects the way to go. If you, if you have to have points, you're probably going to want to be a little bit more 
versatile or, or unpredictable in that regard too. So, you know, it's, it's such a tough spot because again, you can't just say, we're not going to run. We're going to have Casey Thompson throw the ball 60 times. It's just, that's not sustainable. But again, you have no faith really that you can sustain a drive. They haven't shown that to this point. So, you know, what's, what's the bigger priority? Is it getting downfield in three plays and, and leaning on Trey Palmer or is it, you know, bleeding two or three minutes off the clock, knowing you're probably not going to score, but you're saving your defense and you're playing the field position game. So, uh, again, I think that's sort of the challenge moving forward. What's the best path to winning these games? And one of the, you know, the one theme that you look at with these last five opponents is they're all top end defenses, starting with Illinois. I mean, they're they're the number one defense right now in the country. So how do you, um, sort of find a way to score while at the same time protecting your defense. It's it's a challenge that's going to be all the tougher um, given the opposition coming up. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, you you follow recruiting closely. You, you followed this team closely for years. Do you, you think maybe Nebraska is going to try and follow a trend here or something when it comes to recruiting linemen? Because I, I said this yesterday, it's tough to find elite offensive linemen in the transfer portal, and there's kind of a reason that most teams don't go that route when beefing up an offensive line. What do you think Nebraska's strategy or the route they're going to take here when, when it comes to beefing up this offensive line here in the next few years? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and I think that's absolutely true is when you are sort of putting together, you know, how many high school guys do you want to take? How many junior college, how many transfer guys you can look at just the history of the portal the last couple of years as it's exploded. And certainly, like you said, one area where it's really hard to find quality players out of that portal is on offensive line. So, you know, I think the strategy needs to be, lean on your recruiting geography, right? Like I think a lot's been made of the, what is not around the Midwest in terms of high speed guys, you know, top end athletes, maybe elite defensive linemen. But one thing you can find in the Midwest is some pretty quality linemen, right? right? They, you right. Know, big, mm-hmm. big yes. tall guys, corn fed types. Uh, you don't have to go far. You can see it on programs all over the Big Ten and, and some other top programs in the country. So, I, you know, I think you're right. That needs to be a position where Nebraska locks down these guys uh, in that 500-mile radius, guys who uh, are from the Midwest, maybe ideally who have followed the program, though that's not as, as huge of a priority. But you can de- you're, you really have no choice but to develop those guys, put them in the system, redshirt them for a year, um, you know, put them through the, the nutrition and strength and conditioning machine and let them come out as third-year guys and be ready to be contributors and hope that they stick around because, you know, again, we, we've seen Nebraska in the offseason just now upgraded in the portal at just about every position. Um, there, there are guys starting at just about every position uh, who came from the portal except offensive right. line. And I think, like you said, there's a reason for that that's a position that's going to be hard to go out and, and sort of shore up on the fly. So, yes, when you talk about development um, and, and high school recruiting, I think that's a position you have to start with if you're Nebraska. Yeah, David on the text line uh, took it right out of my mouth. Development, development, development. That's something, certainly something Nebraska needs to work on. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, the last question i got to ask for you, I know you've been following the baseball front, and we're in the middle of football season, so that's kind of the focus of many Husker fans. But what's going on on the baseball end? I know we're getting to the colder months here, but I know still a lot going on over on that, over on that side of the ball. 
Yeah, well, typically this would be the time of year when we'd be talking about a red-white series. But uh, anybody who's been out to Haymarket Park in the last month knows that the, there's really no sod, no grass out there. So they're mm-hmm. replacing that for the first time in, I think, 11 years, uh, along with some other renovations out there. So they've sort of been traveling around, uh, finding open fields uh, in Lincoln. Um, uh, both of their exhibitions were on the road. They played UNO last month, and then they were at Kansas last weekend won that exhibition so um you know gen from for all intents and purposes their fall is wrapping up now and and now you sort of go into this two or three month period where you're doing sort of workouts on your own or some team building stuff and then they'll report back in i think mid-january as they sort of ramp up and and start figuring things out for the season in february but you know i i think it was a, a a helpful fall, obviously, in the sense of you have more newcomers on your roster than you have guys who were here last year. So, you know, I, I know they did some kind of fun things where they would gather the the team in a in a circle or or something like that, and they would say, "Hey, you know, so and so, tell me who this guy is, where he's from, what position he plays," and they'd actually put these players on the spot to be able to uh, talk about some some of their new t- teammates. So, I think that was kind of a fun thing. But, uh, you know, from, from what they've done on the field, I think the strength of this team last year, which was the pitching, is still the case this year. That's still the strength. They're probably a little bit deeper there, certainly healthier there than they were last year. To me, the question is, did they shore up what was, quite honestly, by a lot of measures, the worst offense that the program's had in, since the 70s? And so did you do that with a guy like... Charlie Fisher, uh, who came from Southern Miss, or Casey Burnham, the speedy outfielder from Kansas, or a number of junior college players who had success at that level. And I think there were signs that uh, that they did um, in a small sample size, of course. And so now we, we just kind of see. So I, I think the coaches maybe had a general vague idea of what they had in some of these players two months ago. And now uh, that that sense of what a lineup and a rotation could be is a little bit more crystallized as they head into the true portion of this offseason. Evan, we appreciate you as always. If people want to get more baseball or football content, because we're in the middle of football season, how can they get uh, great content from you? Same as always, yeah, Omaha.com or uh, my Twitter at Evan Bland, O-W-H. Uh, I think we're going to have some other pretty good features coming this week people will be interested in. Coaching search is ongoing, uh, you know, the home stretch of the season, so plenty going on. Evan, enjoy the bye week. We'll talk to you next week to get ready for Illinois. Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Great stuff, as always, bringing us a little baseball conversation, too, because, like I said, we're in the middle of football season, but baseball's still doing some off-season workouts, getting some wins over there and some exhibitions. Always good stuff to hear from Evan Bland because he breaks that all down for us. But we got to take a quick break, and on the other end, we're going to have Shootout with Strick, your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you got to do is call 402-464-5685 Honda Lincoln Hotline. Play to win the game. Play to win the chicken. Shootout with Strick next right here on the block. Mm-hmm.